Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. I suppose if you wore glasses, it would be with your fourth eye, or possibly even fifth, but nonetheless, I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about soul purpose, the soul's Excellent. purpose, yes. and what that and is all about. And it's just to keep your feet dry. Okay. All right, today in Mayan. Maybe. Today in Mayan. Today in Mayan. It's five Ben. Ben is the tribe of the Skywalker. Mm -hmm. And it's taking command of this, the uniting of pillar, the pillars of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I empower in order to explore commanding wakefulness. I seal the output of space with the overtone tone of radiance. I'm guided by the power of birth. So regardless, that describes your life today. We'll start like a scroll. That overtone Skywalker. He won't hold it still. Thank you. <laughs> he won't eat anything. <laughs> okay. That's the glyph, and that's the translation of the glyph into something resembling modern English. But it's interesting to empower to explore. Did you notice that today at any point? Empowering to explore. Commanding wakefulness. I definitely did that all day. We do. Well, we do. That's uh, quite a bit of This show is, in fact, what we do here. Uh -huh. Yeah, commanding wakefulness. I seal the output of space with the overtone tone of radiance. Okay, that really goes up there. It's but, true. Yeah, but that's exactly. This always describes today. It doesn't make mm -hmm. any difference. And so that applies to your life in one way or another, mm -hmm. you know, to that's our true. audience. Okay. So. Well, um, one thing I would like to say is I'm sure you have seen that the lighting is very different in here. It's because the studio has moved to LED lights, and it's kind of dark in here. So um, we'd like some feedback to see what this looks like out, out, broadcast out. So if you could write on my Facebook page or send me an email, that would be great. Yes, so we know. massive protest. Well, one of the things that inspired me to talk about this subject, and I know there are things that inspired you as well, but yeah. the idea that our soul has to have a purpose. And I think that when we bring ambition into our spiritual life, then we start feeling like, well, for me to walk the path of spirituality, I have to have some kind of purpose. There has to be a reason. It's because I have to bring some message to the world, or I have to... Um, play the piano really well, or there has to be some great talent or gifts in order for me to redeem myself in our thinking. And I really do feel this stems from ages ago when we are taught that we are born sinners and that we have to get to the point where some deity will approve of us enough to say that we are valuable. That gets into the deep subconscious of humanity, mm -hmm. and therefore we then take that into our spirituality and feel like there has to be a purpose. Now with that being said, we do come here to experience and explore certain things. And it is sometimes possible that we not see the signals because our, our soul leaves us clues all over the place ever since we were little children as to what we are here to explore. But it is a wide open arena as to how we explore those things. 
Well, true enough. Uh, I've had, um, uh, first of all, could we all understand that we are the deity that approves of us and that there's no middleman involved in between, you know, if I don't approve of me, then I'll do something about that. And if I approve of me, I don't care if anyone else approves of me. And the less I am molded by other people's uh, opinions of me, the more I can be myself. And the more I listen to others' opinions, you know, the more I demure being who it is I really am. So our soul's purpose, uh, well, <clears throat> so over the years, many people have asked us, you know, what is the meaning of life? And that's very simple, and I can prove it. Uh, the meaning of life is to experience, and specifically to experience joy. Here's the axiom, here's the proof. The more joy you experience, the more alive you feel. The less joy you experience, the less alive you feel. It's just math, it's just apparent. Now I'm not saying irresponsibly causing others pain and that brings you joy, no, that's called psychosis. And that's somebody that really cleanly missed the mark. Okay, and yes, now uh, within the, uh, uh, there's there, so that that is all balanced very well by the idea that we're all one thing. So if I willfully harm someone else, I am in reality willfully harming myself. And not many of the humans, uh, pardon me, <coughs> that slipped out. Not many of us have uh, figured that one out. If you are purposely harming others, you're harming yourself. And, but this is truth, it works this way. We live in this mirror universe that, that works that way. So the purpose of the uh, uh, incarnation is to have experience. So we just went into experience of joy. So now I was reading a very interesting tome that was talking about the idea that um, uh, reality is God appearing, uh, life, is God experiencing, and death is God going home, which makes a lot of sense to me and takes a lot of, um, uh, it's, it's like a great relief to understand it that way. So if you don't care for reality the way it appears, then ask it to appear differently, but if we assign blame, then we dig ourselves a very deep and meaningful pit to live in. And if we assign joy, oh, that was such a joyous, whatever that person did. Uh, you know, if um, once we recognize to love, I've, shall I go on and explain the story of the shooting again? It's very brief at this point. Uh, so I was shot to death, and about a year and a half later, I realized that I couldn't forgive the person because there was nothing to forgive because it was my signature on the contract for the shooting. And then about another year into it, I realized I loved this person for taking on a very dark role to allow me to wake up into a in a hospital, able to see people in past lives and go the rest of my life and have all of these experiences directly related to that soul's uh, pretty much trashing his life. So it becomes apparent that as long as we um, Okay, so the, if you will think of what is the worst thing that ever happened to you, what's the worst thing? I don't care what the worst thing is, just think of the worst thing that ever happened. Now, recognize the love that person had to have for you to agree to do such a villainous thing. And then when you love that person for having done the villainous thing, 
because they were sacrificing themselves for your benefit. Whatever the worst thing that ever happened to you was, steered your life in a major way. It was your soul's purpose to come and have that horrible experience so that you could steer yourself to a greater consciousness. And someone did themselves in in order to give you that experience. So once you love them for it, you're no longer connected to them. Well, they also did it for their own experience, too. Oh, yeah, so yeah. we don't have to feel obliged either. No, so, But I get obliged. your point. I yeah. get your point. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people get confused, and I know I've, I've been through this myself, where this idea of a destiny or a purpose, and yet the idea of free will as well, like which is it? Do we have free will? Are we here choosing in each moment? Or is this there a larger picture? And I think that the answer is um, both. Both, yeah. That it depends on what you're asking from, like what level you're asking from that will dictate your truth. And I think overall we do come here to create certain experiences, but I don't think those experiences are always very specific. Like it has to be this experience with a guy named Bill instead of this experience with a guy named Fred. It, it's just a, the experience. Um, that we came here to create and to understand. And I also know that we're larger dimensional beings than what appears in this physical reality. And so we carry things with us that we have experienced in other lives as well. That's why some people can come in here knowing how to draw at four years old like a master. They just have all that with them and so they brought that with them. And so when you look at what you came here and, and found easy or simple or that you hit the ground running, it gives you clues as to what you've experienced before. And you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time we come here. Mm -hmm. So looking for that evidence gives you some more information about what the next step in that progression might be. But I think it's utmost, of the utmost importance to remove ambition out of your spiritual life, even if that ambition is to achieve nirvana or to achieve the no, um, no talking mind or to achieve mastering your own self. It's not a matter of not looking to achieve that or walk toward that, but you can't be attached to that outcome and withhold your, your love from yourself unless you reach that outcome, re regardless of whether that's a spiritual event or your job. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, um, th there's a great concept, everything is love, and we've been taught all these things that uh, are contrary to that concept. So uh, the easiest thing for you to do is what you love the most. The least easy thing for you to do is where you have enormous resistance. Okay. So if you go and do what it is you would love the most, I guarantee you a um, uh, meteoric rise. I guarantee great success. If you make yourself move towards that which you don't care for, I can guarantee you m mediocre. I can guarantee it. You see what I'm saying? So if you go with your own flow, if you go to do what it is you would love the most, then you shine brilliantly. And if you make yourself do things you don't want to do, you're, you, you cannot achieve much more than half because you're fighting your own nature the entire way. 
speaking of soul's purpose. So I figured this out. I was kind of born with that one, but in college I said, hmm, now I'm taking that, it's easy. <laughs> and so college was not nearly the, uh, you know, school in general. Yeah, if you do, if you go towards what turns you on, that's the secret. Oh good, a secret. There's, <laughs> as Roger Rabbit said, the secret will be revealed at the most comedic moment. <laughs> yeah. And I think that sums up the show, The Secret, or whatever that was. But the, since then, everybody seems to have been mad for ambition. Well, do you so, remember the mystery school you started that was yeah. called There East No Mystery School? <laughs> yeah, there is no mystery, and that's the whole point. There's nothing. Mystery is what? It's covered with mist. <clears throat> God, get a fan, blow it away, just take a look. Well, I do believe that there are things that we have hidden from ourselves in order to have the joy of finding them again. Yes. I, I really think that's why some people collect a lot of objects and just keep them in their bags is so mm -hmm. that when they go to look through their closets, they find things that they forgot they had had. And you were mentioning a good way to look at life, and I can't remember the exact quote you used but um, God experiencing and God going Oh, home. yeah. What I found that did something equivalent for me is when I re read Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, probably in the 80s, I don't remember what year, but it was a long time ago, and I found it very meaningful, and toward the end, I don't remember exactly how he put it, but he pretty much said that we are God playing solitaire. <laughs> and that you can't lose against yourself. Mm -hmm. You can only win. And I, I can't remember the exact way he put it, but it just clicked. It was like, get smart when he's walking down the hallway and it was boom, 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 and all these doors are sliding open. It felt like that inside me. And I realized mm. that I didn't have to hold grudges. I didn't have to be so angry at people because whatever game I'm playing, I'm playing with myself. The part of me that has forgotten plays against the part of me that remembers all things. And what's so glorious is the part of me that remembers all things is monitoring this, is giving me everything that I have to know right now. Like the movie Memento, where he would write little signs for himself that was gradually building the story of who he really is. I feel like we do that in life. Our higher self, God, whatever we want to call it, is constantly leaving little post-it notes. In each life, we bring stuff with us that gives us more clue about this bigger picture mm -hmm. in our 30-second in our life, our 30-second memory, and that there are ways that we can overcome the forgetfulness. But it's looking for the clues, and you cannot look for the clues and really find the significance of them if you're judging them as being against you. The only way you can see the clue in whatever happens is saying that it is loving and that I am beloved by the universe and that this is on my side. And yeah, can, am I saying that we can just go, oh, okay, I get you. Yeah, I'll, I'll just see tomorrow my boss laying me off or this happening or that happening. I'll just start looking at it that way. Yeah, maybe it'll take you a little while to unwrite some of the programming life has, has uh, installed, but that's part of the game too. Well, that's the idea of the uh, progressed brainwashing we experience here. In other words, if um, progressed brainwashing, it's um, uh, in counsel with people, uh, someone would say, why do I keep, you know, and I don't care what they said after that because I stopped li listening after, why do I? Um, okay, so why do I have this habit of finding people that don't serve me well? Okay, 
And I would always say, um, would you prefer that I answer that with the word habit, or would you prefer that I answer that with the word programming? And now, the third, everything is in trinities, and I spent years <clears throat> looking for the trinity of, you know, why this, these behavior patterns, and there's a lot of actually other correct answers. Uh, we're, we're wired that way to make it more interesting. It's like being dumped into a hide-and-seek game totally blindfolded. Uh, you know, <laughs> really, uh, mm -hmm. incarnation, why yes, that's just like being dumped into a hide-and-seek game blindfolded with no sense of smell. By the way, you don't hear very well either. Yeah, compared, okay. So, oh, the third one, which was um, progressed brainwashing, okay, which is talking about a DNA level of this sort of thing. In other words, um, uh, uh, good, that's a nice example. We could use that. So then um, a clan that lived in a desert, and uh, then the mother, no offense to any mothers or anything like that, could not quite keep her baby fed. And she got the idea it was her failing, but it was that the, um, there was the dry environment, there wasn't enough water. So then when that got passed down the genetic line, there was this progressed brainwashing about feeding or not feeding. You know, yeah, that, and I, yeah. I, I really feel that that's the progressed brainwashing of religion, which I've talked yes, about. Yes. I, it gets into the subconscious mind of humanity. Uh, it really does. All of our experiences do. That's yeah. why if you heal, if you work on yourself, if you clear the emotional baggage, let's say, I don't, I don't really like calling it that, but the emotions, the emotional trauma that you've had from your life, you are literally clearing it from the cosmic consciousness. Mm -hmm. Every time you heal, you are making it easier for someone else to heal. Yeah, yeah. So that's why taking care of yourself really is taking care of all. Everything. Yeah. I remember years ago, our friend Todd said, I've quit smoking cigarettes on your behalf. <laughs> right? Okay. And that's Don't blame me for you being nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's exactly that premise. If one of hundred monkeys, in this case seven billion monkeys, uh, so if enough monkeys get a hold of it, then it's just easy for everybody else. So the more we can ratchet ourselves to higher consciousness vis-a-vis -vis the show, for example, the more people just, just excuse it all with, never mind, I've got it. Why was that ever an issue? You know, as this, especially now that we're past the shift, this is um, mm -hmm. accelerating very, very rapidly. I make it so, I speak it, I know it. We're becoming more conscious far more rapidly. Well, Old that, paradigms are shifting and dropping away. Yeah, well, um, I, I, yeah, that I have some views that might be a different angle on that, but. Oh, sure. But I feel that as far as things speeding up, it's really our ability to perceive as is uh, becoming larger, so we create more things within that. And also our, our self-inflicted prodding that we have to constantly be producing <laughs> makes yes. it so there is no silent time between events. It's just one event following another event. I had a boss that was looking back, and at the time I knew this too, was extremely unrealistic about these expectations, and no matter how hard I worked, and I've always been very conscientious when I had a job, I, I care about doing a good job and I work hard, but it seemed like the harder I worked, the more that was put on me, 
to the point where I really felt like I might have a nervous breakdown because it was just crazy. I was already working ungodly amount of hours and it kept putting more. And I remember asking him one time, can't you give me a rock to throw myself on in the middle of this ocean before we start the next project just to catch my breath or something? And I feel we do that to ourselves. And even in our spiritual life, ambition has, especially since the secret revealed to people how powerful our thoughts are, which we have talked about for many years, and about what you think of you can materialize and manifest and that thought creates and where you place your attention grows. But it also got us into this place where we brought the element of achievement and stress in, in our spiritual creative life. And yeah. uh, that's important to leave peace there. Give peace a chance, yeah. All we are saying. Yeah, fairly, truly. Yeah, that is, um, and, well, then so we humans, aren't we a wonderful group? Oh, good, I got it right. <laughs> Rather than you humans. Okay, uh, wh what we do, okay? And I have to explain it first and then add trinities, okay? So, either you allow or you manipulate. The more you manipulate, the less you allow. The more you allow, the less you manipulate. Okay, and we manipulate out of fear. That's the only cause of manipulation. Fear, doubt, worry, guilt. Okay, are all, in, and that's what I mean by fear. Worry, trepidation, regret. Okay, that motivation. Now the third, so uh, a grand Zen Buddhist would allow more or less period and manipulate not at all, why would he? Okay, so then the third point between allow and manipulate is to attach no charge to it. It's different from allowing. Allowing is a participation. Attaching no charge is not just closing the door and walking away. It is not giving it your energy. Yeah, I call that bringing it to a point of neutral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the neutral gear, yeah. Well, a lot of people call it that, but that's just how. Yeah. Another way okay. of seeing it. No charge. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no charge. All words that mean the same thing. Yeah, because it's like in the work I do with people, if there's an emotional memory that brings a charge, there's always something more connected to it. And so that gives mm -hmm. you a clue to look for more. There is not. Oh. <laughs> all right, tap. There yeah. is not. There is not. Yeah. Is that allowing or manipulating? I've forgotten. At any rate, yeah. So, and you do excellent work. I've seen you well, just I, turn people completely around in a short period of Time. Well, it's I was um, work. well. I was thinking that we could do a little exercise tonight, and maybe I could just introduce it, and then you could finish your thoughts there. Oh, On finished. the solstice, I did a little exercise with people, where I suggested that you write down five things in your life that you wish you could change, or that you wish had never happened, and just write them down and write an intensity level between zero and ten next to it. 10 meaning you're still very upset when you think about it and you know because we were talking about that zzz, that feeling of a charge with it you feel it like if you think about your third grade teacher being unfair to you and it causes your stomach to clench or your body to react in that way that you still have a charge and then give it an intensity so for the next few minutes that'll give you some time to think about it and and just write those five things down and then more to follow yes i've outlived i think most of, uh, certainly I've outlived the entire high school teachers wise at this point. So I, there's nothing much attached there, at least for me. Well, you really are the portrait of Dorian Gray, so you've outlived yes, uh, many centuries younger. of people. Yeah, yeah. 
actually have through yoga and change in diet and so forth and so on. But, yeah. uh, uh, we've had, oh, I saw the uh, a Monty Python sketch in what you were talking about. No, wait, that's Fred's experience. Fred, come here. Right? Rather than Bill's experience. Uh huh. Yeah. It would be funny. At least it was in my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now you can see John Cleese unplugging him like a electric mm-hmm. plug. At any rate. And the rate has changed, I heard. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, I think really if, if we look at the idea of soul purpose or your soul's purpose, I think it's to find happiness. And we set up all this subconscious idea of guilt, which does come through religion. And I'm not saying that religion is, is a totally negative thing or, or unhelpful. I think religion is the thing that civilized us. It's, it's helping us to remember compassion and kindness. And there are a lot of religions out there that I, I, I think the world might really fall apart if it didn't have these glues and people are very um, kind and loving toward each other. And so I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about those beliefs that really we have outgrown and we don't need to have guilt hold us together through guilt oblige anymore because we have found love and we know what compassion yeah, yeah. and love is. And so it's like the, the message that Christ brought, I don't get rid of the rules. I just say, now you have love in your heart. Just use that to be your guide. And I think that we would be well served to move toward that. Yeah, yeah. But if everybody's had time to think of those five things, we're going to just do a couple of tapping rounds. Now the thing is, is when these events happened, it caused a disruption in your energy body. And that you can talk about it on a psychologist's couch for 20 years, and it will help you to come to an intellectual understanding of it. You can even take antidepressants and various things, and that will help forcibly move your chemistry into something that's more in alignment and everybody has their own path to healing and I'm not telling you to stop any of your current treatment but what I am saying is I have just seen from for so many years now thousands and thousands of cases where people are just able to let something go without being in pain and without looking too harshly into it okay so you've got those five things those that would like to participate we're going to tap on some very simple points these are meridian endpoints and intersection points and just tap along with me. And if you're listening to this on audio, just tap anywhere. You can go online and find out the tapping points anywhere. And then repeat after me. Even though these five things happened, I love and accept myself. I'm so repeat after me. Yeah. Even though these five things happened, even though these five things happened, I love, accept, and forgive myself. I love, accept, and forgive myself. Maybe I blame myself. Maybe I blame myself. I wish I had not done that. I wish I had not done that. If I were to do it over again now. If I were to do it over again now. I would make different decisions. I would make different decisions. I'm blaming the me then. I'm blaming the me then. For making those decisions. For making those decisions. But I'm open to the idea. But I'm open to the idea. I can love that me. I can love that me. Because that me did not have the information this me does. Because that me did not have the information this me does. And I have the wisdom from that experience. And I have the wisdom from that experience. I love, accept, and forgive myself. I love, accept, and forgive myself. Even though that happened. Even though that happened. And maybe part of me is still angry at someone. 
And maybe part of me is still angry. Or feels betrayed by someone. Or feels betrayed. And I'm open to the idea. And I'm open to the idea. That I love myself enough. That I love myself enough. That I can let that go. That I can let that go. I'm not condoning it. I'm not condoning it. I'm choosing to love myself. I'm choosing to love myself. Even though I had that, those experiences. Even though I had those experiences. I love, accept, and support myself. I love, accept, and support myself. I choose to see that everything that has happened. I choose to see that everything that has happened. Has been on my side. Has been on my side. And I love, accept, and forgive myself. I love, accept, and forgive myself. These five things. 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 It's safe to let them go. Safe to let them go. I don't have to hold on. I don't have to hold on. In order to be safe. In order to be safe. In order to protect myself. In order to protect myself. I choose to feel at peace. I choose to feel at peace. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. Even though I had those experiences. Even though I had those experiences. And it's safe for me to love myself again. Safe for me to love myself again. I love and support myself unconditionally. I love and support myself unconditionally. Oh, very okay. good. Yeah. Now just at your own leisure, go back and look at those five things and see if that number dropped. And it doesn't matter if it did or did not. That mm. was just a gift to help you to release some things. Oh, thank the you. sandbags out of the hot air balloon in order to ascend or oh, rise. Yeah, and that's our point. Uh -huh. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Yes, hello. My name is Rosa. Rosa. Hi, Rosa. Hi. What can we do for you? Um, I need y'all to help me out with these dreams. Uh, everybody say I'm a dreamer. Um, That's a compliment. I have no family and friends, and I'm always having these strange dreams. And I had um, three of them within the last month or so, mm -hmm. and I don't understand what they mean. Okay. So, well, just the do first one. dream is I, I was um, meeting these people, and they had all white on, and they looked like saints. But then when they smile, all of a sudden their teeth look like razor-sharp teeth like monsters. And they gave me a chill. <laughs> and a, and <laughs> That's <scared>. startling. <laughs> uh-huh. And I looked up for, whoa. They just smiled. And so I was kind of scared in the dream, but I didn't show it. And the second dream was that there was these bunches of grapes. I mean, it was big. One bunch was like canned. And sort of these grapes that they sell like in Louisiana, Alabama. Then there was a bunch of white grapes. And it was really was white, but I was eating off the red grapes. And when I went to eat some of the tan grapes and the white grapes, um, they, the air was let out of them like a big balloon. And huh. I said, wow, what happened to them grapes? They were sitting on the table. The air went out of them like a big balloon. Was it for real? And so um, it made me look at the red grapes. And then there was another dream was I was... Um, it was a bunch of my family and friends. I had this gathering in this house, and it was so many people there. So they was laughing and having a good time. And I went to go to the house, and, and I um, went through the door, and a lot of them said, who invited her? What's she doing here? And they stopped giggling and laughing, and I felt real bad, so I turned around and left. And... Um, and I said, mm, they didn't want me there. I said, wow. Wow. I thought I'd join in with the fun too. So, now are these family members? Now are these family members? Family members you usually get along with in waking life? I thought so. Yeah, there was my daughter there, 
and some of my sisters and an ex-boyfriend and some other people I don't know, my daughter's friends. And this was around Thanksgiving um, time, and I went to, I mean, the house was crowded. And um, I went through the door, and all of a sudden, um, everybody stopped. I said, what happened? What did I do? And so, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, um, and like I said, he said, who invited her here? What's she doing here? So I just turned around and walked back out and walked Aww. through the door. Yeah. Yeah. Then after I left, they started giggling and laughing and, and everything. Okay. Oh, okay. What color was the house? It was white. Yeah. Okay. That's the same thing three times. That's exactly the same thing. I know. Thing the white times. teeth. The white, um, white outfits, the white. white saint outfits, the white grapes, and the white house. Yeah, and then uh, somehow things were not what you thought they were. That's common to all three things. And uh, uh, from something you believe to be trust, the saints are here to help me, turns into a demonic razor teeth. And, you know, and so the same thing, the, the mouth, uh, and the mouth was common to all three also. The, um, the razor teeth, uh, the fact that you were eating the grapes, uh, and the uh, bad mouthing you received at the house. See, mouth, okay. So um, this is the idea that all dreams are on your side. It's a matter of recognizing how it is that it works that way. Uh, dreams are the respite. Uh, dreams are the place in which we plan our life. Mm-hmm. So you were talking to yourself about planning a better life, in fact, a far better life, where you would um, be able to recognize a uh, hidden agenda in things <clears throat> before it would have a chance to strike at you. Uh, again, common to all three dreams. The grapes losing their essence right in front of you. Now, uh, I would point out in your favor that when you chose the red grapes, those remained grapes Mm -hmm. and remained good grapes. And the others that you thought were lost their spirit, lost their charge, lost their ability to help you. Go ahead. Well, I I agree with that. And I was kind of hearing and seeing that the the whiteness was like rules, you know, where we say things in black and white, Mm -hmm. hard fixed rules, and that maybe your spiritual life uh, that I think ultimately the bottom line is the, the real you doesn't fit in. If we look at the first dream as the context of, of your spirituality in that rigid saint, the, the black and white, the, the mm-hmm. white on paper, you know, rigid rules is what I was seeing there, that, that it really doesn't um, feed your soul. As a matter of fact, when it goes Ooh. to respond to you, it's almost taking your soul. Mm-hmm. And so then it moves to the grapes, the red grapes being like your life force, your passion, your blood. Uh. And it's something that really feeds you. Mm-hmm. But yet the other grapes, it's just a bunch of hot air. It's not for you. And I think what you're really finding is who you really are and, and how in areas of your life you may have tried to be that white grape or that tan grape or that saint to try to fit in or to be what people expected of you but it's not real, it's not you, and you can't live that life. And then when you walked into the house being yourself, um, if we look at that, that's everybody else's rules and what they expect from you, that it's just too hard to maintain and you have to be able to be you. 
And so by you walking away, even though that was a little painful, you were choosing you. You were saying, okay, this isn't for me. And I think, and, and you probably alluded to this too, Neville, I'm not sure, but uh, I think this is a dream that, or a series of dreams that are giving you the opportunity to choose you and what your real life force and what your yeah. real self is. And definitely who you really are. Miss Mary. Oh, Miss Mary, would that also go for? Well, um, I had this other dream. I was carrying these buckets of ice, and when I I thought that, well, I said, "Ooh!" Somebody said, "Get your ice in your bucket quick," and I I was thinking it was ice that was gonna melt, but it was like diamond ice. It was um, oh. all white, and it was so pretty, like rocks. Yeah. Well, yeah, well you know, there's a type of crystal, by the way. There's a, a particular type of quartz called diamantina. From a particular Diamantina. mine, Diamantina, yeah, which is well, the true. singing yeah. quartz, yeah, yeah, the singing quartz. So that's very interesting. But but also, there there was a lot um, that happened maybe in 2003, where there there was a big uh, a movement alignment convergence where we were going from the carbon-based body to the diamond body. And I remember Good at one. that time, a lot of people called me to have dream interpretations, and two different people dreamed the same dream of these two numbers, or this mailbox with diamonds, with sixes in it, you know, like the num numbers you buy and you just yeah. hammer with a nail, yeah. and that they f all three fell at once and turned into a nine. So 666 is the carbon body, 999 is the diamond body, and I think this is confirmation that you're leaving old things that are hollow and no longer feeding you behind, and you're picking up what's real to you, and that is literally de the description of the diamond body. It's when we leave the pain behind, when we leave the, the trying to be something else in order to be lovable behind. That's when we ascend. We drop the sandbags out of the hot air balloon. Yeah. So congratulations, Rosa. You are a right. really powerful dreamer. Thank you. And we have Thank to. Thank you all very much for your help. I miss talking to both oh. of y'all. Thank you Yeah, very same much. here. Please call again. Yeah, we always we love, love to your hear calls. your beautiful yeah. voice. Yeah. Oh, okay, I will. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. thank you for that. Now we have to credit Jimi Hendrix because he is, as far as I know, the first one to say, what if six turned out to be nine? Oh. Six being the uh, carbon-based yeah. body and nine being the, uh, and it killed him. That's, it, I'm reasonably well, certain that Jimi, the purpose of Jimi Hendrix's soul was to show up and sing one that of them, lyric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one one of, of, but I mean a yeah. purpose, correct. But. Uh, a remarkable thing, and now people will feel they discovered that because well, <laughs> when the first monkey gets it, then the next monkey gets it. That's right. Generally, the second monkey has a podium, I whereas understand. the first one has the native ability to interpret reality. Well, I think Love it's funny monkeys. that that old vision of 666, they've discovered that the real number is 616. Neville? Yes. Oh, there we go. Uh, this is speaking of. Um, things from the 60s, which have come in vogue again. This is a series of paintings I'm still in the process of doing that are graffiti. And that is to say uh, that there's the brick wall, and then I paint upon the brick wall. So on this particular brick wall, and you can see the bricks come through, you can see it's painted on the brick wall, is this peace sign, and it's spotlighted. And I really feel, and the colors, the purple and pink, uh, around its edge, um, give it a, uh, this is to me just colossally dynamic. This it looks painting really interesting on, on the camera too. Yeah, the yeah. Um, 
Yeah, which is interesting because it's quite a trick to get a picture of uh, a picture. Mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. So Rick, our man uh, stage manager, set that up so it was not let out by highlights and so forth and so on. So he did a very good job. Thank good you job. Very much. Take a bow. Oh, he hit his head. Look. <laughs> On the camera, that, that was, oh, that, that wasn't on that camera, okay. All right, thank you, thank you very much. But, um, so our idea of each of us recognizing, you know, what it is we came here to do. And uh, so this is um, Recognizing star. what feels right. Yeah, what makes you feel good is why beautiful. you came here. Um, yeah, this is called the Star of Seth, and it was uh, a really big deal in alchemy. And the um, and that's still it, these paintings keep talking to me in my mind. <coughs> the next one that's involved in the series of the eleven-pointed star. But uh, in alchemy, it's the sun and the moon. That's the big deal in alchemy: uh, the male and female, the god and man, uh, and then alchemy and the idea of employing Trinity in it. So you can see this: the orange corona around the the uh, star represents the sun, but the very center of it is the moon. Follow, so well, it makes sense to me. Yeah, and it does make sense, of course. And um, I, I think it's an interesting line to trace with your eye, too. It oh, gets yeah. you really oh, like, no, it, dizzy on, an, on another plane of existence. Yeah, it does move. There is no question this thing moves. It was in um, uh, Hebraic, it was in. Um, um, uh, Hebrew alphabet was over the original, which I did. I was just interested in the form of it at the time, but I would go back, especially if I had to locate my research, and um, translate some of the Hebrew in it because it is. Uh, these were the alchemy was considered to be the uh, ability to transmute things. Mm -hmm. So the uh, that making making uh, gold out into of gold was the yeah, popular lead. thing. But any of, if in reading in about the alchemists and the famous, the original alchemist was uh, Thoth, the Egyptian. Uh, it depends on which of Thoth's alleged different incarnations. It was actually one continuous incarnation. He just moved around and didn't age. But I read a very interesting uh, principle about this man who was charged with alchemy and uh, sentenced to be executed, and everybody forgot, completely forgot about him. And he just walked out of jail. No, no one challenged him or anything. He just, nobody could remember. Well, and the bottom line of that is, is having creative power over self. Yeah. That's why self-love yes. is self-discipline or self-discipline mm -hmm. is self-love because it's really about it, once you master your attention and master yourself, you can do all these mm -hmm. different things. And that's the point. Yes, yes. And so the more we can get to that, the easier everything's going to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is indeed true. So we are, are talking about really fulfillment of self. Mm -hmm. And it's not a matter of attaining some kind of an experience. It's a matter of feeling what is there for you in every experience you do encounter. Mm -hmm. And that there's always something. The clues are everywhere. It's in the lines on your hand, the lines on your face, the lines birth order your in your family. Mm -hmm the location you were born, the people you feel resonant with, the things you love, the food you like, the colors you like, everything is giving you a clue as to who you really are and that's your only mission here. 
And so the experiences that help you get there the quickest are the ones you're going to, to be beelining toward mm -hmm. and the, the area that the world's funneling you toward. Mm -hmm. Are we quacking yet? There We're quacking. We All right. We have and a medley. Yes, this is oh, our Dangler a Phoenix. Mozart medley. Okay. Thank go. you. And I got harmony. And I got grits. No, wait. I, oh, boy. I got Remember, harmony, grits. Purification oh. and healing came, which are Which are very harmonious. Yeah, very definitely cinnamons. 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 Which are homonyms. Uh, My sister would say aluminum, people. and she couldn't stop. She'd always Aluminium. say aluminum, aluminum. <laughs> uh, how about linoleum, aluminum? Yes, other, Luminum, other um, fun you can have by pronouncing words. This is true. Yeah, yeah. Well, your paintings are, are quite lovely. Well, thank and, you very um, much. I think they're even more beautiful um, in person. I am working on a lot of web projects, and one of them in the future will be getting all of your paintings online interactively mm -hmm. and various things like that. And in the meanwhile, you'll be having them at art shows and such. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about, there's one in Chicago I'm thinking about seeing, uh, looking into. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hey, Reed. Hey, what can we do for you? Yeah, I'd like to have a car read. Okay. Oh. Be happy to. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I was counting these, and I was counting in Spanish, which is not something I normally do, so that's an interesting thing to take for whatever it's worth there. I have found that my inner wisdom cards, I use those with another deck, and they're really fun to work with other decks. I'm going to do that one. Okay, the first card is the celebration card, and this is talking about really, really looking at life and the people in your life as people that you have these experiences with and, and to think of them as partners. So maybe this is talking about taking some time just to enjoy yourself and letting things be not so serious for a while. And uh, th this card is saying the same thing because this is about friendships, like going off with your girlfriends or your guy friends, whichever. And so is Osprey because in the winter, the, the Ospreys mate for life the, the, and, and they stay together. But in the winter season, they each go off with their own sex and spend the winter just hanging out with the girls or hanging out with the guys, and they have experiences, and they come back together in the spring, and they mate, and they have their child, and they raise it, and then they do the same thing the following winter. And so the message of this card is that it's important to have your alone time, your friend time, as well as your other time, and, and just create a balance in that way in your life. And then we get the balance card as the third card. So I think it's pretty clear. It's just saying to balance the things you do in your life and let, let all of them bring you into harmony. And so if you're working too hard, have some play time. If you're spending too much time doing tasks, have some fun time with your friends. So thank you. Okay, thank you for thank calling. You. Thanks. Yeah, excellent. So Rick, are we? Here we go. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, it's me again. It's Rosa. Oh, hi, Rosa. Well, welcome back. Uh, thanks. We missed I you. I forgot to ask you, tell y'all something. Um, my birthday is New Year's Eve, the hey. last day of the year. Oh. And um, 
I always have tried to celebrate it, and look like every time I try to celebrate it, I have the worst bad luck. I have oh. um, people be fussing at me on my birthday. I have beer and liquor thrown on me on my brand new clothes. Ah. And I was saying, it must not be good for me to go out and celebrate the last day of the well, year. Well, you know what? Celebrate my birthday, and I said that's not fair. No, no, Why? you know what? Everybody else can celebrate their birthday. Why well, can't celebrate mine? Well, I think you hit the nail right on the head because this is kind of a tough thing for people that are born on holidays because it's like they don't have their own day and no one respects it as their day. What I would do if I were you is go ahead and celebrate it on that day, but maybe pick another day like uh, my, the shadow from my hand looked like my cat and I thought, what's my cat doing here? Because these new lights cast shadows. But. Um, why don't you pick a day where you say, this is my day. I'm still going to be born on December 31st, but maybe it is January 6th or something like that. Every year you say, this is the day that I am just going to have that honors me. Mm -hmm. Because I think it is difficult when people are born on an auspicious day of some sort because everybody's out there celebrating in their own agenda and it almost feels like you're ignored even though everybody out there is partying. So come yeah. up with another day that you designate as your birthday where you were born oh. to yourself. And uh, just uh, in this general note, it's a milestone, it's a, a benchmark in consciousness to get to the point that you recognize that everything that happens in your life is you, is, you, is your decision, is your idea. So then this has become a program that's running in your mind. Uh, if I celebrate, celebrate my birthday on my birthday, someone will have some sort of uh, issue because there's me. so much competition on that day to, right yeah so to be special and so you are creating that at this point it may have happened once but then you've placed your sacred attention on the fact that that happened and then of course it acted like a magnet to pull another thing like that in so when you when you recognize that you're the one creating this does that mean I'm a special person or something since I was born on the last day of the year um, everyone. I think yes, you're a special person. Yeah, you are definitely but a special person. you would be special person. no matter when you're born. Yes, correct. Okay, so the idea is once you recognize that you're creating that, then you have the power over it until you think it's because of, and I don't care what's put in after the because of. Doesn't make, uh, it's because of this is your idea, this is your program. So when you switch that program off, then it then that doesn't have to happen anymore. That's a good well. point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Very that good. is a real I benchmark agree. of consciousness to recognize you're doing it. It's not yeah. you know, like who keeps hitting me? Oh, like it's me. me. Oh, my analogy of the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Yelling We're, at the mirror to stop hitting you, but yeah, you've got yeah. to stop hitting you first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that concept. Yep. Yeah. Oh. I agree. Well, mm -hmm. thank you. Okay, thank you. Happy right. almost birthday. Yeah. We're happy you were born. All right, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, and again, call in. We'd love to hear from you again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so our next caller. We have another Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Uh, yes, I would like a reading, please. Okay. okay. Be happy to, as usual. Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Thank you. All righty. And one more card here. that one and the first card we get it, this card talks about sometimes letting 
what other people think or ideas about what we're doing to hold us back. You can see uh, over the person's head are clouds, and in this deck, clouds represent our thoughts. And so it's saying that there's some kind of thinking that you're doing or belief that you have that might be holding you back. So it's worth looking at. And the dolphin comes to remind you that we all have our own rhythm. Like the dolphin, how it can get through the water is it breathes and it, and it has this rhythm like inhale under the water and then inhale and it has its own cycle. So find your rhythm with things rather than trying to move how you think you are or the speed at which you think you should be moving. Like, oh, I have to do this and I have to do that. Get into your rhythm. See when it is that you're tired. Understand when it is that you're hungry, even if it's not lunchtime. And, and, and let your body's own rhythm start talking to you because it really does bring about a balance. And by doing that, you're going to send a very clear signal of who you are. And the world isn't going to expect all these other things from you anymore. I also feel that that card is communicating that you may hear from somebody that you haven't heard from in a while. And so be open to that and um, just let the moment be what it is. Even if you feel like a, a bit uh, off guard or off center when you hear from this person, just, just take it for what it is and let it in. So thank you. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Nope. No caller. All right, no caller. We have a lot of advice for you. Ooh. Yeah, interesting. Well, I'm going to be starting the series, uh, part two of Psychic Development. Excellent. And I'm also going to start in the near future healing from the inside out, healing the cause of weight gain. And it's not a diet program. It's really about healing the emotional things that mm -hmm. cause us to have um, things that cause us to push people away and things like that. So it's really a healing mm. thing. And that's coming up. And I believe you're going to be doing palmistry and face reading as well coming up. We can certainly do that. And we'll be offering a lot of online classes shortly. I've been really um, feverishly working on that project. So check out telepathictv.com. And we're about to be at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle. If you're out and about and you would like to join us, it does have to be Thursday evening rather than any of the rebroadcasts. Thursday evening, the 27th of um, whatever month. December. December. Yeah, I knew it was one of those. 2012. 2012. It's about to be 2013, so get all that 2012 stuff done with. Come celebrate Now we with can us. all just chill out, you know? Yeah, God, <laughs> we've been through the transition. Huh? Uh -oh. No, there was a Mayan elder that said it was February 13th was the election. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, see, now you... We're, We've we're always got to have a doomsday. Yeah, no. How else will we're, we we're be motivated? We're programmed to have stress, which is very stressful. We're programmed in and to of unite itself. against instead of unite for. Yeah, yeah. Um, to serve humanity comes to mind rather loudly, but still. Uh, and a lot of people did get that. Yes, this is true. Uh, so come join us if you uh, would like to. Do come. And um, we sit around the table and. Uh, Do come? Throw uh, paper airplanes at each No, we. Um, do something, I'm certain. Uh, you've been known to do things like that. Yes, and uh, let me see what else. Oh, please enjoy your life. Okay, do that. Don't worry. Be, Be happy. happy. Yes. Remember, happiness is free. You don't have to pay for it with misery. That's yes. my Boy, that is poem. a real progress brainwashing. God. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, seriously, that's... Uh, I know, yeah. I've been... Uh, uh, it's, it's been very, a, a yeah. mission of mine for decades of mm -hmm. letting people know you don't have to suffer. 
And so it's very true that we've been told that for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's been from the get-go. And the body of evidence supports it, but it's not true. That's the thing about body of evidence. You know, because you have examples of why that was true. And yes, dear. Yes, no. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it was our joy right. and honor to take you to the door, and happy almost New Year. And, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. And if there are any questions you ask... Thank you.